Welcome to the Biltmore Church Podcast. Our church exists to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus who reach up, reach in, and reach out. And this podcast is a resource that's hopefully going to help you do just that. We are back. Welcome to season three. Took a quick break over summer, and we're gearing back up just in time for our new teaching series that we kicked off on Sunday called Ask Me Anything where we're going to be exploring and, and trying to dive into some of the biggest and toughest questions that many of us have about following Jesus. And so each week in this new series, we're going to tackle a question that you've submitted over the last several weeks. Um, and if you've been listening to the podcast the first two seasons, you know normally we bring you a weekly episode on Wednesdays. Uh, and for this six-week series, we're going to actually bring two episodes per week because we had so many questions that were submitted over the last few weeks, we're going to try to get to as many of them as we can. So we're actually going to do two episodes a week on Tuesdays and on Thursdays um, to help, uh, like you mentioned on Sunday, to help kind of push people down the discipleship continuum um, with some of these questions. So uh, quick introductions. My name is Christian Cooper. I serve on staff here, and I'm here today with our lead pastor, Bruce Frank. I'm here with Tyler Frank as well, who is our Hendersonville campus pastor. And we're going to jump in today to um, a new question. But before we do that, like I mentioned a second ago, we kicked off uh, week one of our teaching series. And Pastor Bruce, you did a great job of um, going through question number one, which is one of the biggest questions you can tackle with this, uh, with this type of series, uh, which is how can there be just one true religion? I think you mentioned some of the biggest pain points come out of that question. Um, and so today we're going to actually cover a question that's related to that question that kind of flows from that. Um, but before we do that, I just want to kind of go back for a minute and recap Sunday a little bit. There's always kind of nuggets and takeaways we can dive back into, um, all three of us, and kind of look back at what God did. Uh, for me, is the statement that kind of umbrellas over the whole message. Um, I think you mentioned as Kel a Keller um, idea, Tim Keller idea, which is that the gospel is the most inclusive exclusive quote-unquote religion that there is, right. um, if that makes sense. But just wanted to see if there was anything um, that stood out from Sunday that as, you're, as you're looking back. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple points. Uh, my big goal was to try to distinguish between, you know, there's really just two religions um, is the big picture. I mean, they're talking about those well, five oral religions or these kind of things, but there's really just two views of that. And, when, and it's either basically it's works-based or gift-based. It's either self-righteousness, right standing before God, mm -hmm. or substitutionary righteousness. So what the goal was is like, all right, um, the gospel is unique among all worldviews. It's it's different, it's distinct at its very core, and which takes away one of the things people say, well, they're kind of all the same. You know, yeah. the, I think it's, the, it's like, a, there was like a Hindu uh, word picture about the, you know, the blind people, you know, coming upon an elephant. And it's like, all right, you know, one squeezes the tail, this is what it's like, one, but, but nobody gets the big picture. Well, the obvious fault in that is that whoever is seeing all the blind men thinks they have the whole picture. Yeah. So what we try to do is say, uh, you know, Keller's deal is uh, the, the gospel is the most inclusive exclusivity of, of anything. It's because every worldview has some exclusivity. Who gets in, who gets out? Who's good, who's bad? Uh, the gospel says, you know, everybody's bad. There was just one good. And so you can either stand uh, before God uh, on your own merit or you can stand before God on Jesus's merit. And so it's, again, it's works or, or grace. And that's what we, you know, that's what we tried to do. And, and then to me, it was really encouraging as we were talking about earlier. It's very, it's easy for uh, people to, to push that Christianity in our little echo chambers, uh, yeah. especially here in the States, to think that Christianity is kind of this white westernized 
uh, religion, and that's factually not true. It's by far the most, I mean, when we talk about it's the most inclusive, that it's open to anybody. And that's been the beauty of the gospel in so many ways from right at the very start and how, you know, in a pluralistic society like Rome and how the gospel just reached out to everybody and you had, you know, the priest next to the prostitute next, you know, all these rich, poor, and and that's the way it's it's exploded that way. And so now it's, we talked about how it's growing faster in places like Asia and Africa, uh, even China, uh, that outlaws it, even China, yeah. it's the, you know, it's only, it's like five or 8% now, but if the tracking goes on, mm-hmm. it's, it actually is almost more professing or practicing Christians in China than the U S now. And by like 2050 tracking the same way, it's like going to be ex- a majority Christian it's nation, amazing. which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so anyway, those are just some 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 thoughts that actually go against the culture that says it's divisive, it's exclusive, it's destructive, and really the gospel properly understood is the most humble, peaceful type of uh, you know worldview there ever is, yeah. and the most inclusive. It's not open to everybody. There is it is one way, but that way is open to anybody versus the other places that are based yeah. on you know your view of who's good or who's yeah. bad. It's fundamentally it's different. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think the entire book of John, uh, Sunday's teaching text, John 14, the entire book of John is related to this topic. It's belief in Jesus, Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. And so the whole book is evidence of belief, not just that Jesus exists or what we talked about, um, which is common. It's belief in Jesus. And there's a trust, there's a surrender that I think John takes all those chapters to, you know, to give biblical portraits of, and then also... um, the way, the truth, and the life. I think those three fundamental um, words was appropriate for Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Let me encourage you to go back. If you yeah. weren't here with us on Sunday, to go back and check that out. I think in some ways that message is going to set up some of the, the later messages. Even they all kind of work together in some ways. I mean, there's distinct topics, but um, this is a great place to start. And uh, Pastor, you did a great job of navigating a very difficult topic. I was curious to see, knowing where you were going to go. And uh uh, I felt like it challenged our people in a really healthy way. So make sure you go back and check out the message. And then for today, uh, we're going to kind of dialogue about a question that kind of flows from that. I think that that question opens up a few other questions underneath it. Mm-hmm. So one of those questions is, um, what about people who have never heard the gospel? In other words, if Jesus is really the one way to God, like John 14, we just referenced, uh, what about people around the world who have never heard of him? Um, what happens in this life and then what happens in the next life for those people. Yeah. And which also goes to a bunch of subset number of questions. What about uh, you start to, and people have tried to, re- you know, wrestle with this. Uh, that's where you get things like the age of accountability. Mm. Uh, what about a person who, you know, has mental illness before, you know, so you've got all, you know, all, you got a bunch of subsets of these questions, but yeah. you know, uh, and there's, we're not going to answer them all today. We're, there's going to be some, I think there's some mystery to it, but I jotted down actually some things that for me is at least a metric or a grid uh, in which at least gives me some way to tackle this whole thing. Um, uh, first one is the, I'm just going to call the clarity of, I must've been feeling pretty Baptist because they start with C. Uh, yeah, they all start with the same letter. Uh, <laughs> but one of them was just the, the clarity of scripture that the Bible does over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I mean, even you think about Jesus in the garden and even Jesus in the garden is like, if there's some other way, if there's some other way, you know, let this cup pass from me, but not my will be done, but your will be done. So neither, even in the garden, it's not that Jesus was asking an intellectual question because it was done within his pain and he, under, he knew the cross was right there. 
But it would be, it's like, this is a terrible waste of my blood if there's like five different other ways to go. So the clarity of scripture throughout it, from the early church to the sermons, all this, it's not just John 14, 6, that's kind of the one of the easiest to remember, but it's it's throughout the scriptures. So the clarity of scripture I've got to take, and it's like, you know, I believe the Bible, the, yeah. that Jesus is the way. I've got to, that's, that's one that's one corner of the metric. Uh, the other one would be the call. I'm just going to say the calling of God. Uh, one of the better progressive uh, ones that have, has progression is the is Romans chapter one. We're going to do Book of Romans one year, yeah. not this yeah. next year, probably the year after that. But and it'll take a year. Probably. It'll, it'll take a year. We'll probably break it up full of times. Yeah. But uh, but Romans one talks about it goes through. It's you know the first three chapters, really the first two chapters, of the condition of man. You know the first one is the rebellious man, then chapter two is the religious man. But chapter one really has progression in the sense of it goes from you know who we are by our very nature, but then that God has revealed Himself, and it goes through what theologians call general revelation through mm-hmm. through nature, through beauty, through those things, and uh, and then what you know general revelation. And then direct revelation. Direct revelation is what we would call like the word or preaching or obviously the clear presentation of the gospel, Mm. those kind of things. And so when it comes to that, um, you can make some degree of progression that to the person who responds to the general revelation that God gives them, then God is faithful to give them a more direct revelation. And you do see, you know, whether that be, and you see this a little bit more overseas, or even you see missionaries tell these stories. And we even heard one the other day at our place that he was a Hindu and he had a dream where his dreams, like, listen, I'm Jesus talking to you. Now, you know, we want to we want to put those through the grid of the scriptures. But bottom line, if you have a place, it's it's very understandable to think, all right, if there's a place where the scriptures haven't gotten or the gospel has not gotten in a missionary type format. Uh, and somebody's responding to the general revelation God has for them that he would then reveal, he would reveal the specific revelation uh, of the gospel and the plan of Jesus and the, and the cross. So I, that's part of what I, I think I, that's a really helpful one right there. Well, you know, you got a bunch of verses that you, that are some way related. Uh, the Romans one is the most, to me, the most, the one that's all in one place, but yeah. Hebrews eleven six six says, uh, God is a rewarder of those who seek me or seek him, mm-hmm. you know, and talking about faith. Jeremiah 29 says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Um, and yeah. again, those, you know, you can say, well, the context is not exactly that. I'm just saying God does say there's some precedent that I can think of. All right, God is, and, and which, which goes into the third one, actually, the character of God. Yeah. The character of God is, is God just absolutely, is he holy? Uh, there's all those things, but also God is, God loves people thousand times more than we can. I know when I would use this before I was a believer, I, it was a way for me not to deal with the fact that I didn't have direct revelation. You know, yeah, I had, yeah. did have some direct knowledge of the scriptures, but I wanted it to push off to, you know, questions I wasn't sure how to answer at that point. Um, but the character of God, that he is just, he is loving, he, uh, all those things give me, it's like, all right, if God loves these people, God is just, God is uh, all those things. And then the last one, and I don't, I don't want to interrupt Tyler, just, I got ADD, so I want to make sure there's fourth C in <laughs> Get there. Through in there yeah, but just real. the commission of the saints. And mm-hmm. this is where I've got to, this is where the tension is, is God does the saving. The vehicle that he, in the scriptures, uses is are, are people like us. So, you know, as I said, I think Spurgeon was the one, because the, the question is, what about the people who haven't heard? And I can't remember Spurgeon's quote exactly, but it was basically, what about the people who have heard and don't ever share? And so it goes into, you know, why do we, 
why do we uh, sponsor Compassion Kids and build child development centers in places of people we'll never see? Why do we try to get the gospel out? Why do we spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on overseas stuff? Because um, it's a global gospel, but it's a commission to go out. Why do we do campuses? Because we want to reach more people. So um, anyway, just the calling of the saints to be on mission with God is is paramount. So those four help. Sorry. I love the story of Acts chapter 10 in Cornelius, mm-hmm. to your point. Um, if you read the account, generalized seeker, yeah. Cornelius, and an answer to prayer is God sends Peter. And it's not general. Peter comes with the mission and says, in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. you must believe um, in him and his household, right? And so I love that story because it does say like God answers those prayers through, he sends Peter. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, the general revelation, again, it's not the presence, it's not the absence of I need to know. Romans 1, if we're reading him Paul correctly, it is the presence of rebellion, sin, different yeah. things. And so what is needed is Romans chapter 10, that chain of they're told, they hear, they believe, and they're saved. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like Romans 10. Yeah. That's the chain. Yeah, and you, and you know you can go in Acts. You do see that a lot. I mean, yeah. you can make a little bit of that with uh, what Philip and the eunuch. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's always he reading Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's reading Isaiah. He's, he's like, yeah, well, it can't make sense. You know, it's Jesus. Yeah, yeah. and then he's like, it's, yeah, yeah this is yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, he's Jesus seeking God, and then yeah, yeah, and he got a more specific mm-hmm. uh, deal. So again, God is much more faithful in His people. Yeah, and uh, so th- that those four things. Uh, yeah. Good at least help. There's a ton of questions, subsets from that. Yeah. But um, I would say there's a couple of good uh, resources. Probably one of the better, uh, there's a book by Tony Evans called Totally Saved. Okay. That, and I think that's still the title. Sometimes people retitle their book yeah, after yeah. 10 years or whatever. But I mean, Dr. Evans is a great theologian, uh, in my opinion. And he's got, he delves, he goes down into the, you know, the theology of that. I think that's even an appendix in the book mm. is what about people who've never heard. So it might be a good chapter if somebody wants to dig a little bit that's further. That's great. I remember the first time I was on a, a mission trip in South Asia, um, it, you know, and, and we were we were in a taxi, taxi driver, and we struck up a conversation and uh, ultimately came to, have you ever heard about Jesus? And the guy just said, no, who is that? Um, and that struck yeah. me. I think a lot of people, even probably people in our church don't realize that those people are out there in our world. And, and they're sometimes they're down the street too. Right. Um, but right. just the... The fact that that calling that you mentioned um, and that commissioning is very real and very mm-hmm. present, and not to to guilt people into it, but I mean the the stats are pretty unbelievable. I mean the the mission is before us, and it is a huge mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw like over two billion people in the world still don't have access to the gospel, mm-hmm. um, like today that they don't they just do not even know a single thing about Jesus. Um, like every day, one hundred and fifty thousand plus people die without Christ. Yeah. So it's it's in front of us, no. you know. But to yeah. understand that God's already working through those people's hearts yeah. is the thing that really changes no. it. I think absolutely. And that's on a quick little subset. Sometimes people are like, "What good is short term missions?" And certainly, you do good work while you're there, and you certainly want to, you know, invest in like local church planning. There, we do that to try to equip them to reach their, you know, the people that they've been put around. But you, people who go on a short term mission trip. God does something in them that when they come back, I mean, I remember uh, I was with a basketball team in Africa and we were doing these uh, like dr- drill stations. So it's like one, you know, one, one station, you teach them defense, one teach them, you, you teach them uh, passing the next one, you teach them uh, shooting. And then there was one station where you'd share the gospel with them. And, you know, with, 
basketball stuff, they and this dates me obviously quite a bit, but I do remember distinctly uh, they definitely had heard of Magic Johnson. They definitely mm. heard of Larry Bird. They definitely had heard of Michael Jordan. They had never heard of Jesus Christ. Wow. And it's like that was sort of okay, all right. Just uh, you have now. So yeah. anyway, it's it's great when when we. That's why we do it. Mm. I think that's very helpful stuff. The call is before us, um, but God is is paved the way, and He's already working in those places. And I think uh, just like Sunday's message, this should help motivate us as believers to fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah to go out and do it. Um, thank you guys both for jumping on today. I, I think this is going to be very helpful. We got this question uh, several times over in the last few weeks. Hopefully, if you're listening and you submitted this or you've ever wondered this, hopefully this is helpful for you. Uh, again, we're going to be back on Thursday, just two days from now with another episode with another one of your Ask Me Anything questions. Can't wait to uh, take this journey with you as a church. And so we hope this encourages you in your walk with Jesus. You are loved and sent. <laughs>